Welcome to Learning Curves, the show that gives you practical tools to help transform your life inside and out while navigating the learning curves of life. I'm Sarah Johnson, your certified self-care life coach, and today we are talking about trust with one of my favorite human beings ever here on planet Earth. Actually, my favorite human being, my husband. It's me. Steve Johnson. That's right. I'm excited to be a part of this podcast and this learning curves of life. Yes, we have so much to share with you and we will be the first to say like we are not perfect. I mentioned in the last episode, we've talked about divorce quite often. And so our hope in sharing and coming on together and doing a little bit of couples coaching, our hope is that, you know, you can recognize No marriage is going to be perfect. No relationship is going to be perfect. But what you can do is work on it. And we, in this episode today, we want to just share with you something that we've realized this past year is we've worked really hard to preserve and prioritize our relationship. It's awesome. And one of the things that we're striving to to learn more about and been studying the past few months is about trust. All of that is, it sounds simple on the on the surface, like, oh yeah, I trust this, I trust that. But as you dig deeper into trusting your spouse, trusting uh, people in your relationship, it gets to be a bit more complex and more interesting the kind of the deeper you go into it. So let's dive deep. Yeah. Something that we've really learned this year is trust is the foundation of love. If you love your partner, if you love your significant other, trust is going to be that foundation. It's like a house, right? You have a foundation and it's this beautiful house, but the foundation you actually really don't see very much of unless you know it's there and unless you built it. And so trust is something that is built. We are going to share with you a little acronym that we came up with a little bit later in this episode. First, we just want to break down trust. Like, let me ask you a question. Do you know what trust is? Do you trust yourself? Do you trust others? I know for me in my life, trust has been something I've always struggled with um, in all my relationships, really. In my friends, in my coworkers, in my family, trust is really hard. And so when it came to me marrying Steve, It was hard for me to trust him, not because of who he was, but because of me. And would you say that that was probably the same thing for you as well? I was thinking about that. I I feel like I've always been a very trusting person, but I think once you're in a committed relationship and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable, you realize, wow, like I maybe have some trust issues that I haven't dealt with, or maybe I really don't understand what trust is. It's kind of been eye-opening and interesting to study about trust. We got a, a wonderful book by Dr. John Gottman, you know, the the love Expert. guru. <laughs> yes. And it's called What Makes Love Last, How to Build Trust and Avoid Betrayal. It says Secrets from the Love Lab. Yeah. And that's one thing though that probably doesn't help trust. Secrets. secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got some great information in here. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the things we've learned from that in this podcast. Perfect. So I'm going to just explain a little story 
that Dr. Gottman shares in this book. So trust we think of as like an overlying experience. Oftentimes it's like, oh, I trust this person or I don't trust this person. So I want to break down what trust is and then I'll share his story. So trust is assured reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. Hear me out. Trust is choosing to make something important to you vulnerable to the actions of someone else. Just another way of saying, like, my trust is in you. My trust is in myself, my actions. It's all about actions. Trust is not just a given thing. Actions. We always say actions speak louder than words. And isn't that true? Yes. Like, you can't build trust if the action isn't follow if you're not following through on the action. Absolutely. He talks about these um, sliding door moments from a movie about how a girl's choice of sliding doors on a train, you know, sends her down two different paths. And so um, I like this idea. It's these inconsequential moments that we have in our lives where we can do something A or something B. We can respond this way or respond this way. Uh, basically, we kind of thought about some examples, right, of sliding door moments where, oh, Sarah comes home. She says something like, oh, man, I've had a really hard day. How do I respond to that? Do I say, oh, that's great, honey, and move on to the next thing? Or do I just ignore her? Or do I say, okay, well, let's maybe we can sit down and talk about that. So it's kind of how we respond to these different scenarios that seem inconsequential but over our relationship they can begin to either strengthen our trust in each other or weaken that trust yeah so i just as we're talking about sliding door right literally picture yourself opening a door or sliding the door you are the one that is in control of the action of opening or closing yeah dr gottman shares in his book that there was this he was reading this book and he really wanted to finish it. He only had like 10 pages, but he had to go to the bathroom. So he went to the bathroom while he was passing. He saw his wife brushing her hair and she looked sad. He knew something wasn't right. So here, this was a sliding door moment for him to either close the door and go do what he wanted to do. Just not even acknowledge, even though he knows she's sad based off of her body language not acknowledge what she's going through, or he could open the door and go to her and acknowledge that kind of what Steve was saying of that response. How is, how are you responding to these moments? And because he is the love doctor, he of course went and helped his wife and they talked through everything and, you know, but we have these moments every single day and you might hear this quote, small things lead to big things and great things. It is the same exact thing in a relationship. These small sliding door moments lead to building trust or betraying trust. So all of us in every relationship has been betrayed in some way or another. What are some other examples of these in our own lives? Like what are some of our moments? Yeah, something really simple, right? Is like, I'll take out the trash tomorrow and I completely forget. That's a small little betrayal, I guess that you could say. Yeah. Um, I think of one that's kind of, kind of interesting because, you know, Sarah loves to cook. 
I do not. She makes dinner every single night. <laughs> That's that is false. If you know me, I despise cooking and I don't make dinner often. <laughs> so I had plans to go to the gym in my own mind. I guess I didn't tell Sarah that I was going to the gym, but kind of a regular thing that I do most times after work. I'll go to the gym for a little bit. And so I call up Sarah and say, hey, I'm going to head to the gym. And you say, I just made dinner. It's on the table. It's ready for you. And I'm like a little bit confused because like you made dinner. Shocker. Because <laughs> I don't make it often. So that was kind of like, uh, okay, so Sarah's gone out of her way to make dinner. How am I going to respond to this? Am I just going to blow her off and be like, well, I've got plans to go to the gym. So enjoy your dinner or I'll keep it warm for me. So I realized that I forgot my gym clothes, so I had to come home anyway. And I come home to dinner that was literally on the table. It was I was trying to be one of those cool, fun wife wives and moms that it's one of those dump meals. So you make spaghetti and you grab a tablecloth and you just dump it and everybody eats from the same thing. The kids loved it and we were so excited. The kids helped me. And I had like I was like, yes, if it's fun making dinner, totally count me in because it normally isn't fun for me. So here I did like having the kids help me, which is something really hard for me in the kitchen anyways to have the kids help me. It just is something that my perfectionism and anxiety get to me at times. And then to have Steve not participate in that thing allowed literally I shut that door on him because I ended up saying like, fine, go to the gym. I'll see you later. Like, just very abrupt, very not kind. And that was a moment where I did feel betrayed because it's like, I made this meal and I sacrificed this time and I don't do it often. And it means nothing to you. So it almost makes me want to not do it more. Yeah. And it's not like however I respond or Sarah responds to this particular moment is going to like make or break our relationship. But one of the things we're learning about trust is... These small little things like this, you know, build up over time and how we respond to each other. If, you know, Sarah's connection request for a connection, me requesting a connection, whatever that looks like, if it continues to go unanswered or not responded to or ignored, then over time, we're going to kind of build up this resentment towards each other and kind of weaken our trust with each other. So it's how we respond to all those little things along the way. That's really going to make the difference in in trusting each other and and repairing and rebuilding and doing all those fun things that every relationship needs on a on a daily, mm-hmm. on a weekly. I love the song by Taylor Swift and who else is it? Oh come on, Panic know. of the Disco, Brandon Urie. Okay, okay, Steve loves them, but the song that's called Me, right? And in the song they say you can't spell awesome without me. So Steve and I want to invite you to go listen to that song first of all because it's great (laughs) it's one of our duet songs that we sing together but if you pay attention to the word awesome we created this acronym regarding trust how and where do you even start rebuilding trust if it's been broken or if you have been betrayed even more on a deeper level whether that is a significant betrayal of cheating or pornography or any other any other big sign of betrayal Truthfully, there's there are so many different options. And what may feel like betrayal to one person may not feel like betrayal to another. So don't discount your level of betrayal or your feelings if it's not like somebody else's. 
So to start out with this acronym, A stands for accountability. Accountability is going to be the biggest, okay, not the biggest because all of these matter, but accountability is going to be one of many things that are going to help build that trust in each other. You have to be accountable to first yourself and be responsible in recognizing your actions and what you're doing actually can be hurting other people. Uh, that's something for personally for me that I have had to kind of come to terms with is I felt like I was being accountable, but I actually wasn't being responsible in my accountability. So now we have a W for willingness. So we have to be willing to put in the time and effort and show up in our relationships. This whole thing about trust, you know, works in all of our relationships and we we basically, you know, get out of it what we put into it. So we have to be willing to work on it, to recognize it, and to show up. Love it. Part of that showing up is being engaged. So E is for engage. Be engaged with your significant other. Truly be interested in their life. Be engaged in the change. Be engaged in the showing up together. Now we understand. I know I will probably get the question, well, what if I'm doing it but my spouse isn't willing to? Steve and I will probably share a little bit about that on another podcast, but you still do it. You be the one to lead by example. You be the one to be engaged, to be accountable, to be willing to even change. Sometimes like that in and of itself is an is a sliding door moment. Instead of you just closing it off and your spouse closing it off, you can be the one to have your door open, even if his door is closed, so that you can know like, hey, my door is always open. You can still come and trust me and support me and I'll be here for you. So being engaged in that relationship because so often we get in a routine and we check out engage instead of check out that's right and i think along with that you have to invite and communicate to your spouse like if you have all these feelings and you're not communicating to your spouse i mean they they're gonna know but they also aren't mind readers so you need to to share and talk about the next one is s for sovereignty this means, this is one of my favorite words, but this is essentially power and authority over yourself. Be accountable to yourself, but also I, okay, so much of what we do, like we, Steve and I actually do a couple's retreat called Love Yourself, Love Your Marriage, and we do it with another couple as well. We lead it, host it with another couple. We love this aspect because you cannot love your marriage if you do not love yourself. And the same thing goes, is applicable with trust. You will not be able to trust other people if you do not trust yourself. Let me just say, you betray yourself and bring this distrust or doubt into your mind when you think those negative thoughts of, oh, I hate myself. I'm stupid. I've mentioned that before. These negative labels that we put on ourselves is leading to distrust of yourself. So you want to have power and authority and control over you in order to have trust with someone else first. And then we've got the O for opportunity. I like to think about this in those sliding door moments where we take the opportunity to respond to our partner's bid, you know, whatever that might be, whatever they might be asking of us. When they come home and say, I love you, do you respond with, I love you? Do you just say, thank you? Do you not even say anything at all? So Take the opportunity to respond to the bids that are, are offered to you and, and make the emotional connections that, that your spouse is asking for. Okay. I just thought about this one. The women that are out there, Stephen, 
How often do you tell me I look beautiful? And what do I say back? Uh, I try to say it every day. No, I know. I know you say every... Literally, Steve tells me that every day. And I am the one that disregards it. Yeah. Oh, there's something wrong with my hair. Or I'm not... I haven't showered today. Or I'm not wearing any makeup. It's just... Take the compliment. Yeah, take the compliment. That's an opportunity to build that trust, to build that connection, to build that love. And then we come to the best part of it, because you can't spell awesome without me. <laughs> We've got the M-E. You're freaking awesome, babe. Okay, M is manner. So how are you responding? What In what manner are you opening and closing the door? Are you gently opening it? Are you abruptly closing it? What manner are you acting out in? We mentioned trust is about action and the manner of the action has a lot to do with the control that you have over yourself, the control that you have over your thoughts. Steve, right? My, my manner when he decided to go to the gym and not eat dinner with us as a family, my manner was abrupt and rude and was not very kind. My approach could have been completely different in saying like, telling him my needs and actually vocalizing my feelings to him and saying, I spent time on this meal and I would love for you to eat it with us as a family so that we can actually have dinner for once this week as a family instead of all at different times. Like that, that is what I'm needing right now. Is there any way you can help me meet that need? And if I would have said that instead of fine, go to the gym, what do you think your response would have been? It would have been, I would have been like, okay, let's, let's do that. To finish that story, though, I did compromise, even though Sarah's like, go to the gym, do whatever you want, get out of here. I, I usually go to the gym for about an hour, so I only went for a half hour, and then I came home and was with the family. So it was like I needed to do that for myself in this particular instance to go to the gym and, and have that mental release and the time to myself. And so I wasn't necessarily willing to compromise that, but I was willing to say, okay, I'm not going to go for as long. I don't know. Did that help you? Oh, 100%. Because I had planned on him being gone for an hour or an hour and a half. But then when he came home 45 minutes later, I was like, oh my gosh. And we'd spent time together as a family. And that was so great. I want to point out something important here. Steve still put himself first because he was able to show up better after. And a lot of us, you know, that self-care is crucial to building that trust. Like you in a relationship need to do that. You need to go and take care of yourself. And we'll talk about that. That literally is my like specialty, self-care for men and women. Like I love it so much to help men get on the path of what is good for them instead of coping in ways that are not very healthy. And with women, helping them to start taking care of themselves instead of being the last person that they take care of. So Steve took care of himself first. And then came home to all of us and we were all in such a better mood and it was great. All right. So the E, empower. So we've got awesome and finish it out, empower. So what do we, where's our power come from? We always want to empower and help our partner be strong and help them build confidence. Like I, I think of this word empower of, in regards to trust and I want to empower Steve to have a belief in him that he can change, that he can take care of himself and then come and be with the family, that he can trust me, that he can trust himself. And it's just building this confidence and this trust in each other. And it's part of empowering, motivating, 
you can change interchange a lot of words with that empower, but help them be strong and confident in a different way than they have before. All right. So go through the acronym one more time for awesome. A for accountability, W for willingness, E for engage, S for sovereignty, O for opportunity, M for manner, and E for empower. So, so much of this building of trust starts with ourselves. We have to believe in ourselves. We have to trust in ourselves. Yeah. Self-trust first is going to build that relationship. So Maya Angelou has this quote that says, I don't trust people who don't love themselves, but say I love you. Mind exploding. And when Sarah read that to me, I was like, hold on a second. I don't trust people who don't love themselves, but say I love you. So it's pretty key to love ourselves before we can love others, right? It's pretty hard to have feelings for someone else if you are struggling with your own feelings of love for yourself, self-love. Yeah. This trust is built first with you. So I want to just pose this question. How do you begin trusting yourself? And we came up with this short little list that it really does start with keeping the little promises, those small moments, but it's keeping the little promises to yourself. If you want to get up in the morning and exercise, get up in the morning and exercise. If you want to drink more water, drink more water. Then the next thing is both take responsibility for those little promises. That's where you can empower each other and encourage each other to be that better self, to show that love and respect to oneself, build that confidence. And in fact, I actually have a free self-confidence guide on my website. So you can go to my website, wait for the little pop-up, you can sign up for my newsletter and my confidence guide will shoot straight to your email. And I share a lot of little things on there that can help you boost your confidence literally starting today. But not only will it boost that confidence, but it's going to start helping you keep those little promises to yourself. I help, I help you kind of plan out a game plan for you as to how you can start building your self-confidence. So really to wrap this up, when you start working on you, you actually start repairing and rebuilding your foundation in your relationship. That's right. For trust, after all, is the foundation of love. Love for yourself and others. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember to reach out and tell us what topics you would like to hear about. Like we literally are here to help you. So the next few topics that we are going to be addressing are ones that you have asked for, that you've messaged me on Instagram or have uh, talked in our polls or things that we've created. So just reach out to us. Let us know what topics you'd like. In the next episode, we're going to share an in-depth about Sarah's mental health journey. And if you're lucky, you might get to hear my story as well. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at diamondsintherough.coaching or my website, diamondsintherough.life. Please subscribe and download so you won't miss the next episode where Steve and I both share our story on our mental health. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment. That really helps us get this podcast into more people's inboxes, ears, AirPods. All the things. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bye.